Hello, and welcome to Memory Splunking with Ryan Cudahy. This is the live-casted podcast where I, Ryan Cudahy, have guests call in, share a memory of theirs, and then we try to re-experience that memory using just our imaginations. That's the basic premise of the show. Uh, today we have a guest who is going to call in as soon as they do. Until then, it's vamping time. Everybody remember vamping time? Kelsey says, hey, Ryan, how are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm, raring, to, I'm raring to splunk, really. You can hear it in my voice. I'm raring. At the, at the very, very least you could describe this as raring. Hello? Hello? Hey, I, I can hear you. You got me? Yeah. Do you have like a oh. vacuum cleaner going in the background? It's about to stop here. Hold on. I have, I have, I have, my, I have my dumb robot vacuum, and I'm going to put it in the in its cage here. Hold on one second. <laughs> you keep in a cage? I keep Tobor in a cage. Uh, all right. All right. Awesome. Stop. That's, all, that's all good. Hey, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Derek Sheen. I'm Derek Sheen, and I'm, I was a comedian. <laughs> now I'm just a fun person to talk to. Who has a robot who he keeps in the cage. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, so have, do you want a memory splunk today? Is that is that within the realm of possibility? Absolutely. Dope, dope. Do you know what Absolutely. it is? You know, uh, give me a little refresher. I mean, I'm, I'm all about uh, memories. I'm all about chatting about uh, uh, stuff. You know me, I'm, uh, I'm a talker. Okay. But... Yeah, yeah. Then well, let's let's get to it. A memory splunk is you're gonna share a story from a first person ex- perspective. So you're gonna re-experience it as much as we can, uh, and then I'm gonna add myself and change it. That's the basic idea. And we have certain rules. Would you like to go over the rules? Yes. Rule number one is keep an open mind. What that means in this context is I'm going to be sort of painting a picture of the memory for you. And things are going to be different, but you'll be accepting of it. You can react to it. You can be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And that ant, that ant is the size of a man. You can yell stuff like that, but you can't say this isn't happening. All right. So the, it's the rules of improv, basically, right? Uh, like we're, I, try, we're... I try to make it my own thing, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But you know, like you gotta play, you gotta play in the scene. You can't just shut it down. But I can shut you down. That's the main difference. <laughs> well, you're the host. You have yeah. control of yeah. the button. So uh, guests have called it yes and for me, but not for thee. I don't know if that makes I mean, sense. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. <laughs> okay, rule number two is no traumatic memories we're just trying to have a nice fun time we don't want anything that's going to make you or the audience uncomfortable oh good lord no yeah oh yeah no we don't want to go there and and then rule i guess 2b this is an addendum to rule two is not your favorite memory because in spelunking it sometimes we change how the memory works we change what you remember and we don't want to risk anything precious to you Perfect. Now, do these memories, here's a question, uh, are they memories that necessarily include you and I in the same space? No. So you can do any sort of memory. I'll find my way in there. You don't have to, because that, that really limits people to who can spelunk is they have to remember me. So it can be anybody. I, 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 I'm not that important. I'm just a guy. 
and then I show up and then I become important. But I don't have to be there to begin with. <laughs> All right. So rule number three is you got to have a code word. So that's any any sort of word or phrase that you can say at any time in the memory when you become uncomfortable or you feel like it has reached a natural conclusion. And then we will end the memory splunk. Would you like to pick a code word now? Oh, like a safe word, a code word. Let's go with uh, let's go with ragamuffin. Uh, perfect. That's a great code word. I call it a code word because I'm trying to desexualize this process as much as possible. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we we got all the rules in place. We're almost ready. Do you have a memory picked out to spelunk today? And couldn't you give me a one to two sentence description of it? Hmm. Yes. Yes, I can. Uh, let's go with, oh boy. Um, let me pick, let me pick something that's going to be completely non-traumatic and, uh, uh, fun for everybody. Uh, you know me, I tend to, I hover in the, in the, I make the dark stuff kind of fun. So I want to, I have to pull myself out of that for a second Yeah. make sure I don't, don't take the, Hey, let's go down the unmarked road. Um, Oh, I know. I know exactly what we're going to do. I have a fun memory. I have a comedy memory. Okay, that's I have a fun great. comedy memory. And in fact, you're I you might even be a part of it. Wow, that's crazy. Uh All right. So was that your one to two sentence description of the memory? No, here's the here's the one to two <laughs> sentence description. Uh uh this would take place in Seattle in 2007 uh during a little thing called Comedy Night. Oh shit. I know that it like I, I I it sounds very generic with that description, but I know exactly what you're talking about. So let's get Aha. in there. Um, I thought this would be fun. Yeah, it, I'm already having fun. I can stop now. Um, so if you are in a place where you feel comfortable doing so, I ask you to please close your eyes and keep them closed as much as comfortable. We're just trying to up the imagination level. Crank. We're, we're cranking your dials right now. <laughs> so I, I so <laughs> that was so, ragamuffin. Okay. Uh. <laughs> All right. So if you're comfortable closing your eyes, I ask you please do that now. And I want you to picture right. yourself just sort of falling. You're falling through nothingness, and then you're falling. You're falling closer to a larger version of yourself, and you're just gonna fall into your own mind. You're just okay. You're just moving through a tunnel. You're doing a flip. You're doing a flip, you're doing a flip, and all around you are this swirling vortex of memories. They're all out of focus, though. They're all blurry, except one. One you're getting closer and closer to. It's, it's this comedy night. It's, it's cr crystal clear, and you are becoming that person again. You are entering the memory and fully forgetting about your future, only existing in this memory, in this moment. I want you to open your eyes within the memory and tell me what you see. Okay, I am, uh, I am at a little place on uh, Lower Queen Anne in Seattle, Washington, called, at the time, was called the Mirabu Room. And the Mirabu Room used to be a dive bar, which had a piano in it, and the piano, every night, was played by uh, the elderly gentleman uh, at the time, whose name, uh, I believe, was Harry. And Harry had been in that bar since 19... 52, I believe, is when they started the piano bar there. And he would play songs every night, especially on the weekends, and people would come out and sing with Harry. 
and uh, and that particular bar uh, was uh, it lost its lease in 2005, and uh, it was pretty historic. We used to go there all the time and uh, sing and watch Harry, and and Harry had a, a, a huge contingent of drag performers that would come out and sing. Uh, and it was amazing, amazing show, tiny, weird little dive bar, Italian food, uh, definitely a transplant from the 50s. They hadn't changed anything. And uh, well, that, in fact, the last, the last night that Harry was there, they had a huge going away party. About two or 300 people tried to cram into that spot uh, to say goodbye to him because he would, I mean, he'd been a staple of, of especially of Lower Queen Anne since the 50s. And... Uh, the very last performance that he ever had, uh, Donovan, the artist Donovan, showed up to say goodbye because uh, sometime in 1970 or 71, he played a show here, and they went to the uh, they went to that bar in Queen Anne to hang out, and he ended up singing some songs with him, uh, and he came out to say goodnight and say goodbye and closed out that that bar. And they did Atlantis, uh, and it was the last song that uh, that he ever played. And then the guy died like three years later. It, uh, but in the space where that piano bar was, someone opened a disgusting sports bar, <laughs> and it was called the Mirabu. And they decided they wanted to do stand-up comedy. And I lived my my soon-to-be wife and I lived two blocks away in a, a, a little apartment up on a hill. And we would go to the mirror boot to watch stand-up comedy. By the way, I hadn't started stand-up. I had tried it in my uh, my teens, uh, which uh, you can attest to, Ryan. I think you started in your early teens, right? That is correct. I'm going to have to pull you back in because this is by far the most background I've ever gotten on a location. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you took me down the memory hole. I'm yeah, so yeah, detailed, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, it also does sound like you're shuffling cards a little bit, which adds to your like storytelling uh, air, but is very loud. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't wonder what the shuffling cards is. Might be my headphones. Okay. Uh, uh, I so I'm just going to try to focus you back in. You're entering the memory. You are you are seeing Harry play the piano. Is that where you are in the memory? Yeah, now we're at the now we're at the Mirabu room. So now this place has been converted, and this place that I used to really enjoy going to has been converted to kind of a gross, dingy bar with a really high ceiling. They uh, took the false ceiling out. It, it now is this big, spacious, awful live venue with TVs everywhere for sports. But on Wednesday nights they would have live comedy, and at first it sucked. It was terrible. Like who's up first? Uh, Do you, like like what's happening? I think the first two comics I ever saw at the Mirabu Room were Owen Straw and Lizzie Pilcher. That's a good lineup. And it was a good, but they got in a fight. Oh. Because Owen oh. said something crappy to her, and then she, of course, Lizzie uh, took had no quarter for anybody's no. bullshit. So, uh, also, you know what? I saw her take apart another Owen, which was Owen Benjamin. Stay in the memory. Uh, <laughs> you okay, stay we're in the, the memory. Uh, by the way, well, it's the same place. Happened at the Mirabu Room. Yeah, but you're, in, you're shifting through time. We yeah, got to keep you true, focused. Okay, I'm focused. So, uh, we went and watched stand-up comedy at the Mirabu Room, and I was convinced I wanted to get back into it, which is why I started going to watch, and it was close to home, and I'd been going out to the underground to see mics, and so I went to this mic, and 
The guy who ran the show I thought was kind of a doofus. Uh, I didn't know anything about stand-up or who was who, and I was very opinionated, and uh, I thought I knew what stand-up was, and I hadn't really done it since I was a teen, so of course my worldview was completely corrupted. And uh, I, I decided that night, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back into stand-up comedy. So I started doing mics. I started uh, making myself go to open mics. And I'd go to the mirror well, let's, every Wednesday. Let's, let's, stay in, let's stay in the memory right now. We're, we're staying in this moment. Okay. You're watching the show. Mm-hmm. Something went down with Lizzie and Owen. It, Something went down. Uh, there was a there was a uh, there was an open mic fight between the two of them. Oh. Uh, Owen had said something about Lizzie's comedy. Lizzie got back on stage after said something about Owen. It uh, became contentious. I thought I could do this. That was literally my first thought. You think you could cause this. trouble at a show? <laughs> I thought I easily, easily. I, I I actually think I was. I even think I tried to heckle. Which, ugh, give give so me the heckle. Dumb. Yeah, like they're. Oh, I don't like, remember. I th- no, but I think I, I, think I was doing talking loudly. I think I was talking loudly at my table. That's what I was doing. I was talking loudly and saying things like, "I could do. I'm. This is not funny. I could be funnier than these people." Okay. Uh, okay. I'm oh, coming. So, I'm coming up to the stage next. I'm going up next. <laughs> I'm about fourteen, uh, and I'm getting on stage, and I I notice you're heckling a bit. So I'm up on stage, and I'm like, "Hey." And are, are, you, are you giving me any more reverence? Or are you still, like, t- talking to your buddies? I think I was still talking. I was talking to my buddies, and I thought, oh, my God, this kid's going to do stand-up. This is going to be the worst. I, 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 should, I could probably do this. If this guy, if this kid can do stand-up, I could probably do stand-up. Uh, and then uh, what I saw uh, you do uh, was, was completely out of the pale, and... And should have dissuaded me from stand-up, but it was probably uh, a brilliant move on your part, is uh, you didn't just do stand-up. Uh, you ate cereal out of your chest cavity. Uh, you poured cereal onto your chest. You laid flat and had someone pour cereal and milk onto your chest, and then you ate it with a spoon. Yeah. And it was the most fearless... Uh, scary and also uh, uh, a mind-bending thing I'd ever seen, and I went, "Wow, comedy's not what I thought it was." Yeah, that, comedy sure has changed. That's that was before I had my surgery, so I had a big hole in my chest, and I could do that. Yes, it 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 didn't taste as good when you ate it out of your chest. That, and this is this is basically what I'm saying on stage. It like it it's not good, but you didn't see <laughs> you didn't expect to come out and see like a shirtless 14 year old eat cereal. Like, that's not what you expected from this bar that is I mean, probably you, does not have you, the right licensing for this show. Nobody ever gets up and expects to see a 14-year-old shirtless boy eat cereal out of their chest. That's just nothing that anybody signs up for. You would hope, it's honestly. Yeah. You want that to happen against your will. You want <laughs> that to happen without consent. You want that to just be sprung on you. <laughs> All right, so I'm 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 finishing up my set. It seemed to go pretty well. Are you, did this change any of your ideas about it stand-up? Did. In fact, it told me, you know what? Any of the fear you had about doing stand-up after that, you probably can't fail uh, uh, any harder than uh, everybody else tonight. And you also don't have a talent 
So you might as well just get up there yeah. and see what happens. So I get off so, I get off stage and I, I'm walking through the crowd. I, I like to go through and like, you know, bathe in bathe in the laughter. You, you know how it is. So I go yeah. through the crowd and I see you and I, I uh um I sort of tap you on the shoulder and I lean in and I go, You're a fucking little bitch. You're a little bitch. I saw I heard you. I heard you talking. I heard you I heard what you said and I walk off. Oh yeah, I'll never forget it. You know, it was. Um, it, I, if anything, it was. Uh, 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 it cemented uh, my feeling that I could. You know what? That guy was right. That guy was right. I am a little bitch, and uh, and and I can't. I can't even. I don't even eat cereal. At the point, at the time, that was really that was really bothering me. Is the fact that like not only did you eat cereal out of a hole in your chest, but you ate cereal for dinner, like. I, I was stunned. I forgot that you can even have breakfast at night. Yeah, and not only that, that was so crazy. it was Reese's Puff cereal, which people are surprised that you're eating Reese's even for breakfast, but you go all the way yeah. to dinner with it. And very much like Captain Crunch, it will chew the shit out of the roof of your mouth. And I also thought, man, that's another badge of courage that kid is wearing. Yeah, because like, when you put it in the chest hole, you can't add as much milk because it'll spill out. The chest hole isn't very out. So it's very dry cereal I was eating. That was, uh, and, and, and you know what? I never, after that night, I didn't, I never heckled anybody else. Uh, uh, well, I heckled everybody else but you. But uh, uh, that was one thing I reserved is I would say in my head, this comic isn't good, but they also can't eat cereal out of a hole in their chest. Yeah. So I'm not really interested. And I think what I took away from is that you set a bar impossibly high, not for me, but for other comedians that came after you. Yeah. So you see me, I'm, I'm, I go straight to the bar after the show because like, you know, my mouth is chewed up. The roof of my mouth is just destroyed and I'm drinking alcohol and I know I'm only 14, but I'm drinking alcohol, not for the intoxicating effect, but for the, uh, the sterilization of my upper palate. Because it is just torn up. I do not want to get it infected. Especially because I've just been eating out of my chest. Like, I don't know what was on there. Uh, and you, you see that I'm, I'm looking at you across the room. And I, I'm, like, still mouthing shit. I'm, I'm, I'm like, big talking you. Yeah, but it was weird because your voice was really high. Yeah, hella so, high. Uh, so... <laughs> Every every veiled threat just kind of sounded cute and less and non-ominous, uh, and I was like, "Why is that? Why is that adorable child saying all those dirty things to me in that high voice?" Don't well, they, they weren't that? dirty things. There was a lot of f words and s words. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, for me, you didn't know. I mean, I was I was. 29 years old all of those things were in my wheelhouse like that was my thing is i really liked i had so at the time i hadn't i hadn't been married yet but our thing was that i would make her suck on a helium balloon oh god no and just and just say like read i would have her read receipts out loud to me yeah and that was my thing that was my big turn on and so i was like that's a horrible thing that's a horrible oh i know I know, I know, I know it is. I'm not proud of it, but you know what? We all have our kinks, and let's not shame me. Okay. But I, I, I'm, I, I, but I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just walk out of the bar now. I'm, I'm, I'm walking out of the bar, and then it's almost. You had like, to legally. Yeah, I had to. Uh, I, I, because I'm breaking all sorts of laws here, and the door sort of swings open, 
And then when it swings back in, I walk back in, except I look entirely different. I am tall now. I am 6'3". I am, I am uh, like bulging with muscles. I, and I am, uh, I'm walking, I'm walking particularly in your direction. Also, my chest is no longer concave. Right. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm just coming straight at you. And I'll never forget what you said. Uh, and I had forgotten. I hadn't seen you in a while. Now you're taller and you're bigger. And, and the first thing you did is you poked me in my chest. Yeah. And, and, I, said, and it caused a hole. Yeah, I, I had a little, like a little indentation. Yeah. Because I didn't know how, yeah. your finger was incredibly thick. But also, I have very low bone density. And I still suffer with that. Yeah, so but, it's, uh, it's just kind of open at this point. Correct. And, and you looked me right in the eye. Just you picked one eye. You didn't go for two eyes. You looked right in one eye. And you said with both of your eyes into one of my eyes, you said, I don't eat cereal for dinner anymore, bitch. And it caught me off guard because I forgot who you were. And so, uh, but you were right. I mean, you didn't eat cereal anymore. And I was like, wow, that's a bold, that's an incredibly bold statement. And and uh, okay, sir, and I remember calling you sir. As is customary. Yeah, which I do to this day because of this incident. Uh, and, and I look up to you, and I even told you, I look up to you. Uh, but I think you thought I meant that as a compliment, uh, a, a, a sort of a, a reverence. And I meant it because you're six foot three, and I'm five, five foot three. So I'm a whole foot shorter than you. Yeah. And I said, I look up to you. I didn't say I looked up to you, which would have a past tense, which meant we'd have a relationship. I said, I look, I look up to you. That still uh, is a pretty submissive statement, I will say. I mean, you've met me, right? (laughs) I'm a turtle without a shell. That's all I am. Yeah, and I guess I guess we are kind of building towards a fight you don't want to have. So, I, yeah, oh. I'm, I'm just sort of slapping you around a bit. Yeah, this is my whole life, by the way. Building up to a fight I never want to have has been... Uh, that's a t-shirt I should make. Yeah. But uh, but you, I, I remember at one point you, uh, you put a finger under my chin and lifted me up off of my feet to bring me closer to you, which I thought... This, uh, uh, incredible feat of strength, incredible uh, uh, upper body control, and uh, uh, good pectoral muscle definition. I'll be honest and with you. Those are all things that we're thinking. I'll be honest with you. It is not like as impressive as it seems. I'm I'm making it seem like I'm lifting you from the chin, but I actually am also grabbing the scruff of your neck. You just you just well, can't there was see that. that. Yeah. So that, of course it, it, I'm, I'm strong I, still. I'm very strong, but I'm not like one finger crazy strong. Well, I think I, uh, also I was in so much fear that a lot of details uh, uh, of that moment uh, just uh, I seemed to focus just on the one hand because I didn't want to know where the other hand was going. Yeah, it's a magician's so I, trick, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Also used by Batman. This exact trick is kind of pioneered by Batman. You, like, you, yeah, it's called it's called light as a feather. It's called light as a feather. Yeah. But uh, but at this we weren't even we weren't even summoning. Uh, at that point, not so yet. You were just upper body strength, just sheer upper body strength, and uh, uh, and you brought me very close to uh, your your face, where we should be making now direct eye contact. But you were still one eye, always just one eye. In my one eye, and I don't know if it's because I have one eye that goes off. I do. I'm built like a flounder. I know that, uh, uh, so it's hard to get both eyes in the same place. No, I'm just looking but at one I, eye because I just find that one particularly beautiful. 
I hate you. Mm. I'm not like this is like, but if I'm going to look at something aesthetically pleasing, I'm going to focus on that. Well, it's the bigger eye, too. I have one eye that's much bigger than the other. Uh, uh, and so that one, that's the one everybody goes to. And uh, and so now we're making eye contact. And uh, and it, and I, I think, oh, uh, this is it. Uh, it's it's going to come to uh, fisticuffs, which is a word I actually thought in my head uh, at the time. Yeah. Still, I, it's just I was like, really into it. I was into late 19th century lingo, and so... That was what I was doing at the time. Your and brain right now is just a big bubble letter fisticuffs. That's like all that's in there. Yeah, because before you showed up, I was actually, what was in my mind was the Charleston. I was just thinking of that dance, the Charleston. Uh, and then I was like, oh, fisticuffs. And now I'm, I'm making eye contact, uh, one eye contact. And, uh, and you say, and you don't even, you don't really talk. You, uh, you brought me close, and your words just went right in my open mouth. So they didn't even hit my ear. I, I heard the words in my mouth. Like, I tasted them on my tongue and felt them in my uvula. Uh, and you said... Oh, you want me to do it? <laughs> sure, sure. You tell everybody what you said. I was building tension, I said, but I like it when you... Because it, say it in your voice. It's it, more important. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it like... Uh, it, you you built up to it. I just called you a little bitch again, and then I threw you over the bar. Like uh, the action wasn't more important to the words than, in my opinion, how I experienced it. I was just yelling shit the whole time. What was super cool about this moment for me is how you hit the wall behind the bar, and then the glasses came down on you. That, but I, I think I covered really well because I said uh, I meant to do this. And uh, uh, that uh, that took a lot of the sting out of, uh, I think. The thing uh, the thing the about public humiliation. Yeah, but the thing is, you yelled it before you hit the wall, and so people are like, "Oh, that he means to do this. He's flying through the air right now. Like this is intentional." But then you hit the wall, and the glass came down, and everyone's like, "Oh, that can't be on purpose." It was kind of like when Peter Gray got shoved at the Marabou room. He got shoved through the, and when he was flying through the sky off the stage, he, he thought, like everyone in the crowd thought, oh, this is intentional. And then he hit the table and everyone got hurt. And everyone was like, this is not intentional. No, that was, and by the way, another Owen Straw moment. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> another great Owen Straw comedy moment. All right. Where Owen almost murdered someone on accident. But I, I, I said, I said, I meant to do this as I was flying through the air. And I think you might, maybe it was just because uh, the blood pressure from uh, your anger or your rage had at some point maybe uh, uh, protectively uh, uh, closed down your eardrums because that's what happens when you get uh, scared or tense. Your blood pressure just expands. And, and so, but what I, I actually said when I hit the wall is, uh, how did you guys expect me to stop flying? And, uh, and, and that, I thought, would take, uh, absorb some of the humiliation. Uh, and and I, I, I don't, I'm not really quite sure if it worked because I was so frazzled. It just I, didn't. It didn't work. Every, no. But I also thought my comic timing was on point, And that was the first time I felt like I could do things. I remember getting up and I was like, man, this is, that was so sharp and right in the moment. Yeah, well, there was a lot of sharp things in this moment and a lot of them are embedded in you because you you hit the wall yeah, yeah, there was... 
There's a lot there of glass. There was glass all over my... Uh, it, you know that small of your back that you just can't reach with your hands? That's where all the glass was. So uh, when I... When I did is I just sort of, uh, I backed up against the wall and just sort of rubbed my, the small of my back on a corner, hoping I would get the glass out. Uh, but I think what everybody thought I was doing was mocking you because they didn't see the glass in my back. They just saw me sort of uh, backwards humping a corner. Yeah, sort of like and, a bear. And, yeah. Yeah. And it looked, I think, to everybody else, they were like, oh, holy shit, this guy isn't going to stop. He's just... He's still going to make fun of this incredibly tall, well-built, chiseled, handsome young man. And, uh, uh, and, and, but I wasn't. I was just trying to get glass out of my back. But I think that made you more enraged. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, like, no one has ever standed up to me ever since I got swole. Like, this is a new, like, no one stood up and acted like a bear to me. Almost, that had almost never happened other than this moment someone acting like a bear after i just called them a little bit like you're basically saying to me i'm not a little bitch i'm a bear i'm like i'm a mama bear and yeah and what i what i was actually saying is there's glass in my back but i don't want anybody to see it but i can see how it came off as intimidating yeah and and i was intimidated is the is the goddamn thing of it i'm i'm very intimidated and i and i i leave well that's because I, I need we didn't know we didn't know at the time I didn't know at the time that you were I mean you can't dance and I was you thought I was mocking you that you couldn't dance and of course that sends you into rage but that was something I didn't know that you couldn't dance and that that was a that was a personal uh, it stuck in your craw but I didn't know that I was just trying to get glass out of my back but sure enough. Uh, not unlike a, a like a, a six foot three wild bobcat, you were on me uh, like a wet blanket on a, a drowning infant. Oh my and, god! Uh, is that a thing? I don't know if that. Maybe I'm not good. At no, you're not, you're not. You're not. You're not hitting these metaphors correctly. <laughs> I leave because, I, like, one. Yeah, I can't dance. I don't, that's not the main thing. It's more the standing up to meet you. I don't know how you know I can't dance. I don't know where that's coming from. But so I walk out the door. It swings. Uh, it swings open and it swings back. And as it's swinging back, uh, a bigger version of me, much larger, sort of busts through the wall. Uh, arms go all the way to the ground. I'm about eight and a half feet tall. Um, like teeth, really big teeth. Like the jaws grown a lot. Yeah. And uh, my hair is like spiky, like I gelled it. I mean, like normal, right? I mean, this is well, this is how I normally see you well, the, in my mind's eye. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the part that's gonna make the most impact, like uh, in a, in a physical sense. Like his steps make impact in the floor as it breaks under his weight. And uh, oh yeah, I was yeah. like, it was like it, it, all I could think in my head is, oh my god, Fred Savage is the Hulk. And and then uh, you were on me. Uh, you were you were on me like sixteenth notes on a. I've got nothing. You got nothing. And, uh, you were, and that's what I said in my head. I said that at the time. I was like, "You're on. You're like six. You're on me like sixteenth. And you were like, "Shut up! I don't like your metaphors." And uh, but you said it. It was so loud. Yeah. I don't like your metaphors. Yeah, it was, it was a bit. And, uh, I don't like your metaphors. And the first thing I thought is, you're right. That's a skill set I need to work on if I'm ever going to be good at this. And uh, but before I could finish that sentence, you had me over your head, both hands. 
uh, like a just like a, a a sack of flour, and you jump through the ceiling. I thought you were yes, I thought you were going to throw me, but instead, no, you're coming you with me. Used me as a human shield and went through four different floors of drywall, and uh, uh, and we're now we're up in the air, and I'm like, where is this going to go? And then. Uh, you said, I'll never forget it, uh, You and in that deep voice, uh, it was threatening but also funny, but what was it you said again? We're, uh, well, I, I don't want to, I guess I'll do it, I'll do Come on, I'll, let everybody, it's really good. I'll do it, I'll do it in the voice because it, it may, we're doing Donkey Kong! And then I started climbing yeah. you up a building. Yeah. Yeah. It was the craziest thing because I was like, well, I mean... I get I I don't remember this in Donkey Kong and uh, but I I played I played along because I also knew like oh first rule of improv you know if someone hands you something you got to run with it you can't just you can't go all right I'm I'm good everybody I'm done you got to play through because if I wanted to you know what I wanted to be in that circle so yeah. bad and stand up and improv are circle. not the same circle in my mind but you don't know that yet. Mm-mm. Very green, very green, and uh, 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 clearly, clearly, I, I couldn't even get out of this scene. I, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm, oh, here we are, We're, I'm getting Donkey Kong. That was, uh, that's where that term came from, by the way, which I think is on Urban Dictionary now, no. <laughs> uh, getting, uh, getting Donkey Konged. So what I am doing, because a lot of people in the chat don't seem to understand what Donkey Kong does, is I go to the topic of a construction site, and we're in Seattle. There's, I have the pick of the litter, so, and I am just throwing barrels. I, I got you over my shoulder. I am throwing barrels, uh, and they're just bouncing off things. There's a fire. They're like, we're doing Donkey Kong. And what, what are you up to? You know what's interesting have you, is have nobody you screamed yet. I was still trying to figure out. No, I hadn't screamed because I, I was like, I'll wait until you yes and me. Uh, and then I was like, then I can scream, but you were building to something and I just wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and all I could think is who's using barrels anymore. That was a weird thought I had, like who is still using barrels and construction sites. But sure enough, you had barrels lined up and, uh, yeah, well, the, so, some of them classic wooden barrels, some of them more like whiskey cast barrels. Oh yeah. Cast. Yeah. And then some of those dividers uh, you see on like the highway, that like are full of water, mm -hmm. and those ones are just sort of sp sp splashing on the ground. They're not they're not like rolling as much as the wooden barrel or the nice cask is. No, no, because you don't use your good casks. You don't use your dinner casks for that stuff. You know, you use the out outdoor casks. Yeah, they're not That's as good. I always say. They're just not as good. Yeah. They're meant to break. No. Is also part of the problem. Yeah, they're picnic casks. Yeah, you know, they're just for outdoors, and and they're they're disposable. Uh, and oh, I remember you got up on that girding, uh, 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 that steel girding, and you had me up above your head with one hand, and you, oh, I'll never, there was a, there was a tiny little man, and at first I was like, that, that little Italian man, and then a voice in my head was like, wow, really dude? You're just going to say he's Italian, you don't even know, you're just judging by the way he looks? Yeah, actually looking then, closer, you see it is, like, it's kind of, they look exactly like you. It looks like yeah. you, but with, like, a, a big mustache, a red hat, overalls. And and he's running up at the bottom of the construction site. He's jumping around. He looks tired. Yeah, and I think, I think what alerted me at first is I was like, oh, well, I mean, of course, that's how all Italians dress. 
And then I realized, oh, that guy looks like me, like a smaller version of me. So five foot two, five foot one, five foot one and a half, maybe. And in heels. You have a and, sharp uh, eye. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm very good at sizing up. I worked for the circus for a long time, and it was always the guess your height, guess your weight. But I only had to guess your height. I, they wouldn't let me guess your weight. Uh, there was a, it was a really bad fight. We you get, stay in the moment. We, stay in the Donkey Kong. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, that occurred to me while I was up there because I was already taking guesses and I'm like, stay in your lane, Sheen. Only guess their height. Don't guess their weight. Yeah. I uh, remember what happened last time. And, uh, uh, and I, I was pretty, I'm sure I was accurate, but, uh, that all I could think is. And, and and I might I might put out a curse word here, but I'm just gonna. But it it's in the moment. I thought that little fucker can really jump over some barrels. Yeah, he's doing good. Like that's the thing is I like you can you can feel me sweating. You you can yeah. actually you can literally I'm still holding you, so you can literally feel me sweating, and it's a very acidic sweat because I'm sort of presumably some sort of radioactive monster. It is like well, it's it burns. Right, but I was also, I know because I was wearing linen and it went right through it. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I, I immediately, I'll tell you later on after, after I, when I finally got out of the hospital, I had to throw all of that away because that linen, you get it wet and it's ruined and uh, it was soaked with perspiration. Why, why is it? acidic perspiration. Like, and linen is just ruined by getting wet? I didn't even know that about linen. Oh, you gotta, you know, you gotta wash it and dry it properly, but the sweat, man, just, it, it expanded. I, a lot of that is because, uh, uh, it was cotton seed, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, you shouldn't wear just raw cotton seed, but, uh, aim, that's where I was so, at the time. It was 2005, that was a big thing, and... So, aim in the thing. chat is saying, guess their weight. It does seem like you want them to, uh, people want you to guess their weight. Oh, uh, between 100 and 235 pounds that's okay yeah no okay that no you got it am i wrong you got, am I you wrong? got it okay now guess mine okay. guess mine between 100 and 235 pounds no incredibly off i'm over 800 pounds i'm a giant monster what are you talking about Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, this is why I got fired from this job. Yeah, you, uh, uh, you know how offensive it is to walk in as a giant monster and be told I, I wear, like, normal human numbers? Like This is why they put me on the guess your height thing instead of the guess your weight. I started way too many fights. A lot of people, for some reason, you can screw up somebody's height and it's not going to destroy their self-esteem. But you you screw with their weight and yeah. it, you, you're creating an issue. Okay, so this version of you is jumping up like, you you know, it, it seems like this guy and you have some sort of a connection. You know how he would jump. You know how he would do. How how would he do at getting over these barrels? Is he keeping it up or is he losing steam? Oh, uh, it was amazing because I saw myself in that in this in this uh, uh, diminutive. Let's use that word. Diminutive, probably Italian, uh, but that's just because I could smell the garlic. All the way up there. That's me. Uh, but that's that, you uh, can see, only smell me. I am so glad that because all this whole time I was like, all tiny Italians smell like garlic. No, I was that's like, not They're all right. small and they smell like garlic. But and and it, and it's not racist because they're not a race. So uh, uh, I think I think I I, I may still managed to skate by. Uh, and all I could think is, man, uh, this diminutive, smelly Italian is so agile. But I don't 
think they're coming to rescue me because they didn't make eye contact with me once, not even in one eye. They just, they looked like they were more just into the moment, like just jumping over barrels and trying to get higher. I think just to see if they could do it. I All I could think, because they, they didn't even register that I was in danger. Uh, and honestly, I didn't feel like I was really in danger because it seemed like you really had it together. Yeah. You really had it together. Yeah. And like, I have it together. I think that's really true. I think I got a lot of my yeah. rage issues under control. Um, I'm I'm channeling a lot of it into healthy behavior, like throwing barrels. I came to an right. empty construction site to throw these barrels. and Well, and you took me with you. I mean, here's the thing. If you really wanted me dead, you would have killed me like 200 feet ago. Yeah. You would have yeah. just let me drop it. You were holding on to me pretty tight. And that told me, yeah, you know what? Ryan's upset. But he also, if he didn't care, he wouldn't have included you. That's, that's good. That's a good point. That, yeah. Like, it, yeah, I could kill you at any moment. So it raises a lot of questions why I haven't done that yet. Uh, speaking of, though, the barrels are sort of cascading down. And it, uh, this 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 other version of you is not quite able to clear one of the jumps. And it sort of takes out his legs and he face plants onto the ground. Yeah, but what's weird is when that happened, I could have sworn he just disappeared and then reappeared all the way at the bottom of the building again. And I was like, how the hell did he do that? Yeah, it, it was it was confusing to me as well. Uh, yeah, it, I like trick of the light, trick of the light, I think. You think a trick of the light? You think it was? I mean, at the time, you know, there was a lot going through my mind at the time. And all I could think is trick of the light. There's no way there's two t diminutive, smelly Italians dressed exactly the same. Stop referring even... to them that way. Well, that it just needs to be Mario. You that's what you gotta say. <laughs> but but I really descriptively nope. so, smelly attack. Nope. So so what we're dealing with here is um, <laughs> uh, yeah, a trick of the light is what you've determined. I am so surprised you haven't come to that conclusion earlier. Uh, the the light tricks i guess because like, you can smell me you can feel me you know i'm solid yeah yeah well and also i mean my you know my my uh, uh i would say my my i was agitated uh slightly uh i also was covered in drywall dust so it was hard to get my focus uh, a lot of tears and that was just the you know i have an allergic reaction to all that dust so i was also trying not to sneeze because i didn't want to i just didn't i didn't want to cause any panic or alert I like in case you were like, what do you need an EpiPen or and we're not equipped for this. So I just tried to keep it low profile and not let you know that I was having some allergies. But uh, uh, but I, you know, the first thing I thought is I might have blinked. Uh, I'm not. And also, you know what? Right now, I'm not a good judge of my surroundings. Yeah, you're covered in I drywall. I, <laughs> yeah. Like... I mean, they, experts now, they call it post-traumatic stress disorder, but we were in the traumatic stress right then so it wasn't post yet yeah so i was still in it i was still in the traumatic stress so i hadn't had a chance to really analyze it yet uh but they call it now they call it post-traumatic but i would call it the time i was having um right now traumatic stress disorder and uh or in the moment traumatic stress disorder uh which is probably why i kept saying diminutive smelly italians well, and because uh, i didn't have time i didn't have time to to really you know to, to well i didn't and i wasn't you know what i was so scared i wasn't woke 
And uh, uh, so, but I, I think I was, I think if anything, I was a good partner because I, <laughs> I, was, don't, I, I I'm really curious as to your justification for that. Because I was really on your side. At, at a certain point, I didn't want to be rescued. I was like, get that, get that little son of a bitch. And get that little son of a bitch. This is your, Ryan, this is your space. You took this space. Why is someone trying to take that away from you? Why is someone trying to king of the mountain you on top of a building? When you're clearly holding another human being above your head and in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a six foot uh, plus rage uh, uh, spiral, uh, that's the last time anybody wants to. What are they, what You're not very good at guessing do? height either, because I said I even said earlier I was like eight seven. <laughs> this is why I, you know, I, I, the height, I, I, I lost the job, but I lost the job <laughs> because I lost the job not because I, I, I underguessed someone's height, but because it was clearly a baby. And this is why. Look, just I know I want to stay in that moment, but don't get drunk at work. This is why you can't get drunk at work, because then you say things like, that's the tallest baby I've ever seen. And then, boom, next thing you know, you're operating the tilt-a-whirl on your way to the paycheck box to collect your goodbye, your goodbye pay. And, and <laughs> your so, goodbye pay. And, and wait, and you stopped to operate the tilt-a-whirl on your way I out. wasn't supposed to, but I was like, I've always wanted to try this once. <laughs> I so. think that's why you got fired. No one's gonna, no one's gonna fire someone for going, that's a tall baby, or even that's the tallest baby I've ever seen. It's, it's that going and operating the tilt world with not an understanding of how much tilting is appropriate. Okay, we gotta get back to that moment. Well, if I'm being honest with you, if I'm being completely honest, when I say I worked at a circus that's code for hospital and when i say that i uh, was guessing people's heights i was actually in prenatal care and uh, when i say tilt to whirl uh, i mean mri machine no. but uh none of that's important i mean it's what, really what not are words? it's what are words what, right they're yeah. just words no none of what you're talking about is important so the uh mario you is what i'm calling them uh has gotten to the top and you're 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 jeering them you're kind of heckling this, yeah, this. I'm heckling him because I'm like, get, you know what, stop, Ryan's accomplishing things. Why are you trying to take this away from him? Because I, I was on your side. You know what they call that is they call it Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Uh, but, but at the time I was like, at the time I was thinking hero worship. I was like, you know, I wasn't trying to make you think I was on your side. I was on your side. Yeah. Uh, that was mainly out of fear. Mainly just pure white knuckle adrenaline fueled fear. Uh, but I was like, that, let Ryan, let Ryan grow as a thing that the thing they are, because well, I didn't really know what you were at the time. Yeah. And uh, but I was like, but I still relegate. I re I relegated you as a living thing. He's a living thing. I remember saying that. Yeah. He's and a living thing. And right as you say that, uh, Mario, you jumps into the air and onto my skull, just entirely yeah. obliterating it. Uh, landing on my shoulders, basically, what is now just uh, stump neck. Uh, and I, yeah, it, it, if you ever seen scanners, just an explosion yes. of head. Like, yeah. <laughs> a shower, a, 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 what I would say, a, 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 mi a, a red mist of uh, uh, just viscera and uh, 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 liquid and, and brain matter and flecks of skull 
just a, a clarion uh, wave of, uh, of uh, uh, grew that just washed over all of us, yeah. really. Uh, yeah. And uh, but, but acidic that, uh, too, very acidic. Acidic, very acidic. Lemony. Yeah. High citrus content, high pH. And like uh, the uh, notes of lime, notes of lime in there. Notes of lime. Aim, Notes of line. Aim says in the chat, showered in head. And maybe that could be the episode title. I don't know. <laughs> but it's actually, showered in head is actually a good episode title. Uh, um, so how are you reacting to this? You just saw your hero. He was doing something. He was growing. And his head exploded. Not unlike Scanners. Right. And the first thing I thought was, uh, uh, well, how... How's he going to get out of this one? That was the first thing I thought. How's he going to get out of this pickle that he got himself in? Because you know he can't. He... You know he's going to be right. able to. Of course. I mean, and, and but I was like, how? And then uh, and then, uh, Mario, the, little then, Mario. Yeah, he jumped again. He jumped yeah. right Who's... back up into the air, and he comes down, and the same thing with my torso. The whole torso right. just explodes. I can't think of a movie that did that, but maybe like a... One with like a whale that blew up. I don't know. Or uh, you know the, the you know what the whole uh, the whole first five minutes of Saving Private Ryan, but as a person. Yeah, just like con- compacted. That's really dark. Yeah. It's really and just in one person. And and uh, but I was like, what are you what are you doing, <laughs> what Mario? Are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Mario? You're why why oh and so you have you had me in a death grip yeah because my hands came hand right off release, it right? was just the torso yeah and you were still i was still being held in this and now an even tighter uh what most physicians would call a death death grip and and so i'm uh i'm wrapped uh, like a you know you were holding me like a cream cheese hot dog uh, and and uh, just squeezing me and uh, but I'm you like don't squeeze. let go you sh- you don't let go <laughs> we're so high up and I'm Ryan and I didn't know where to yell because you didn't have ears or a head but I was like did some part of you hear my cries hold and uh, on, hold on. why are you holding a cream cheese hot dog so hard. <laughs> I, I think a lot of drunk people don't want to drop it. I think that's what it is. Oh, you know, so you what's just, you a cream cheese and... hot dog? <laughs> we live in Seattle. It, it, cream cheese hot dog. That's what everybody has here. It's for what they have for dinner and for breakfast. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. I Most forget. popular food. I moved up to Bellingham, and I've just kind of put that behind me. <laughs> you're better off. Cream cheese on a hot dog. Yeah, it gets so <laughs> slippery. You have to hold it so tight. <laughs> You really got to hold it tight, and then you're like, my hands are got a lot of cream cheese on them. That's what people say. Okay, so got you, a lot of cream cheese on them. You are now uh, falling through the air, it, like because the arm is no longer connected. It was holding you up. You are falling off yeah. of the construction site. You see, as you're falling, that Mario is able to do one more jump and just entirely blow up my legs. The whole yeah. lower. Side. And I was yeah. And all I could think is, why are you still doing this? <laughs> you. He's already dead. So you accept it now. You accept it. Well, I'm falling. I'm like, all I could think is, why are you making it worse? (laughs) Like, you already had the head. Why are you... You didn't need to keep going. Just overkill, literally. It's literally uh, overkill. And I... And I... All I could... I didn't... wasn't even concerned with my own safety, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I was... I was... 
I was uh, uh, rocketing towards the ground uh, because, of course, your giant heavy hand, mm -hmm. uh, the, just the weight of that just uh, accelerated my descent and uh, uh, and b b feet per second. Uh, I, all I could, I was getting hot. The heat was coming up, uh, uh, not just from your hand, but because I feel like we were almost ready to break the sound barrier. Yeah. And yeah. I have heavy and as hands. I'm rocketing. I'm rocketing towards the ground. I'm yelling up. Why are you still there? Why didn't help me? And you can hear and, and, you can hear he's just like dancing around in it. Yeah, he's just dancing around in it. And uh, and it's just covered in uh, oh, it's just muck. Just muck and uh, entrails and uh, just this brownish red goo uh, in his hair and face and uh, uh, and then I I'll never forget uh, before I blacked out uh, he yelled down to me, and I don't know if you remember, because you didn't have a head, uh, but uh, you might remember this. But he yelled down to me, uh, it, and I don't know where it's, I don't know where he heard it, or if he just thought of it on his own, but it was, uh, it was uh, weirdly coincidental. He yelled down at me, I eat breakfast for dinner, bitch. And, uh, and I was like, where the hell did that come from? And then, boom, I'm blacked out. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I I don't remember that at all, because uh, yeah, like no. you said, I had a, I had no head at that point. Um, yeah, yeah, your head was just it was uh, it was just it was pieces. Yeah, it, was, it hadn't been reassembled yet. So you black out, and then a second later you're awake again because you hit the ground, and that's that's a yeah. lot of force to stay like blacked out. So you're awake. Uh, and you, luckily your hand broke the fall for the most part. Yeah, but so, like uh, around the waist, but your head just bam. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was yeah. a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. Hair. My hair was all screwed up. It. Yeah, that's the most noticeable up. part of it is that your hair got all messy. Yeah, because I had previously. I used to do this thing where I would just. Uh, I would. I would. Uh, I would use an entire can of uh, of hairspray and just put it into a hard, like a candied helmet, and uh, uh, and it never, not a single hair out of place. And then when I hit that ground. Uh, man, like five or six hairs standing straight up mm. in the back of my head. And I it's goofy. It. It's honestly goofy. Yeah. yeah, it looked like a little, almost uh, invisible cow lick that I could see. Nobody else could see it, but I was like, I know it's there, and I look like an idiot. Yeah. I look like an idiot now. Yeah, this is the, this is your lowest up. point. Like, now yeah, you're not I've even got, sure if you can do stand-up. Like, I'm wearing, I'm wearing cottonseed linen. That's just expanded now because it's soaking wet with sweat and perspiration. So now it looks like I'm wearing a fat suit, uh, but I'm also covered from head to foot in blood, and it's not even mine. And I got like five hair standing up, and the first thing I thought is, oh my God, people are going to see this hair, and they're going to be like, what has happened to you? Are you okay? And uh, and nobody nobody asked if I was okay. That was the... Yeah, you I, were really expecting that. <laughs> So, yeah, I was expecting a little bit of attention, but I was honestly kind of grateful that nobody asked because that meant they would have saw my hair. A so. lot of people aren't looking at you because a lot of people in the street are just looking at the big hand and arm that is just like on the ground and sort of shriveling and shaking and yeah. uh, like melting away. Well, and frankly, let's be honest, they were also a little preoccupied because 
we were pretty high up and they were back down on the on the ground like normal people so at this point it was just raining blood yeah just raining yeah. blood on everybody and so they were looking up like what is is it the apocalypse and they the were just times? ground people like normal people walking around on the ground they had no idea on the ground yeah just yeah just earth folk you know <laughs> just walking around in terra firma just uh you know so you're Ter what I call territorialists, and uh, uh, they're just down. Huh? So what we got here is you're noticing the hand has melted away, and instead inside is uh it's like this little tiny baby me, and I got I got my diaper on. I'm just and then the blood rain's coming down, and yeah. and, uh, and and what what did you do? Well, the first thing I did is I, I was like, oh, I, and you know what? I mean, you have to you have to forgive me because I, at the time, as I've said, maybe I was a little selfish, okay? Maybe I was thinking about myself first, and I did that a lot. I wasn't very thoughtful uh, at the time. But the first thing I thought is, I don't remember getting this, I don't remember getting this hand pregnant. And then I was like, oh my God, am I going to be responsible for this child? I don't even remember going out with this hand or dating this hand and w w I barely even knew this hand uh, I mean if anything this hand might have gotten me pregnant what? Maybe that maybe we need it and okay. then these are all you know I was really trying to backpedal on my responsibility I'll be honest I was just anything rapid-fire coming to me and I was like oh my god you know you know uh, you want to take care of this little ragamuffin I don't want to take care of this little ragamuffin that is actually the code word so we are out of the memory uh, Ah, so I gotta say, I was expecting you to guess the weight or height of that baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I knew we were headed in one place, and I was like, "Ah, crap!" I I knew I was gonna miss one. Dang it! <laughs> uh, no, this was hella fun, Derek. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> how how are you doing? A little uh, post spelunk debrief. Love it, love it. I had fun. I was uh, I was uh, I was in the moment. I, I love this. I love this. I love doing this. This was very fun. Well, then I would love to have you back sometime if you want to. Uh, Please. And, and tell your friends. Your friends could have a Spelunk. Sometimes I do Spelunks for friends. <laughs> I love it. Spelunk, the Spelunk with friends is good. Uh, Any time, of course. And I will uh, uh, make sure to uh, let the world know uh, that Memory Spelunk is a thing that they should all be doing. Yeah, uh, this is super, I want it super great. I want it to sweep the nation like a dance, but it's a lot longer and more complex than dance, like than the type of dance that normally sweeps the nation. There's a lot of complex yeah, dance is, out there. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, like the, the, the like like that Beyonce video. That's a lot of rehearsal. It takes a lot of time to get into, you know. Yeah, and, and that swept uh, the nation. That swept it. It swept That's, the nation. So Friday, Friday says, what was everyone's favorite part? Um, I think I liked probably the most was when I was eating cereal out of my chest on stage. That was just nostalgic for me. I miss being young. <laughs> that was so true story. That was the first comedy night I actually ever did. Yeah, that, that was on the first comedy night when when Peter was making like when he made the show more like a variety show. Yeah, where he like he put on the fake headset and make believe it was a TV show. And everybody and got like kind of like annoyed by that, but like overall very fun. <laughs> very fun. And he he said because I think it, I had done uh, a chai house uh, open mic and Mr. And Spots Kevin chai and house. 
Yeah, and Scott had said, hey, if you want to come and do uh, comedy night, talk to Peter, and he'll put you on. But it's it was the last, oh, God, it was the second to last comedy night. Yeah. It was the second to last one because Peter said it was going to get canceled because the Mirabu room is selling. And, that, and, and, uh, and so, that's how we were told because he didn't tell us. He pretended it was like a news story coming across about the show. And I remember, like, everyone was pissed. <laughs> I, yeah. Especially Hari. Hari was like... Like, oh, oh, we, we're not doing this anymore? You got to tell, like, don't act like it's a show. I, <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> it All right. was very funny. Good little memory lane there. Sorry. <laughs> not necessarily the point of the show. I can tell you want to just be uh, reminiscing. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm always good about that. I'm, I can do both of those. We can, we can also embellish our reminiscences. But I remember that that was the night I saw you eat cereal out of your chest and it popped into my head. Because uh, I was like, that is impressive and hilarious, and uh, and and you were like, that cereal did not taste good, and I was like, I wondered. You answered all my questions, sir. <laughs> all right. So, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you know what? Go check out my my album on Spotify. Go check out all my albums on Spotify. Go check me out on Spotify. Yeah, I should Go get look me up on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, Derek Sheen just. Look it, up, look it up on Spotify. There's a lot to and listen I've got, to. I've got four albums up there, and the new one just came out in. Uh, <laughs> it came out in April, because uh, that's when it was supposed to come out, and we couldn't stop the release date, so it dropped in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> so, so please go spin yeah, that. Let's go. Let's God, all go, go to that, that one after this. Oh, go hit that! I need all the spins I can get. Yeah. Um, that's it. Go check that out. What, okay. where, Sounds, where can I check you out? What Memory Spelunk and what else do you have going on? Well, I, I do a couple of shows. I have this Memory Spelunking that I do. I uh, like uh, appointment. You, you can le- reach out to me on social media, Ryan Cuddy, to schedule these if you'd like. And then I also do a daily show where I just do a whole hour by myself called How It Could Have Gone. And that's just a hypothetical situation. Uh, yeah, and that's crowd interactive, so you come in live cast, and you get to impact how the story goes. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, uh, that, I also have uh, a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash drkomos, D-R-K-O-M-O-S. That's just for the live cast and another project I'm trying to get out, podcast, uh, narrative podcasting. So that's me, but what I'm going to put specifically put here at the end of the show is a call for people to be continued donating to the Black Lives Matter mo- movement. I will be putting a donation link in the description of the episode when I upload it. If you did it before, it's probably time to do it again. All right. So thank you very much, Derek, for coming on the show. I appreciate it so much. And it honestly just fine, fun catching up. Uh, Likewise. Yeah. It was great talking to you, my friend. Uh, we'll catch up again. I'm excited to do this again. Please have me again. All right, I, I will, I will, I will, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. It's crazy. Yay. All right, so here's my <laughs> here's my outro, and then we're just gonna end the episode. So perfect. Uh, this has been Memory Spelunking with Ryan Cudahy. With Ryan along for the ride, your memory ain't what it used to be. Yeah, that's my outro. <laughs> All right, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>